when you see something like cage free or free run, especially the case when you're talking about poultry, so chicken, it really doesn't mean much because this standard simply just means that the animal can just move around inside of a barn. It says nothing about, you know, the crowded nature of it, the conditions inside the barn. It just means that they can move around inside of a barn. Maybe they can't even move around that much, but they're just not in a cage inside of a barn. Mm. And to make that label even more comical, here in Canada, by law, chicken cannot be housed in cages. So basically, when you see a package of chicken that says like cage-free chicken or free-run chicken, there should be a little star next to it that says like all chicken in Canada. <laughs> so it's basically just like, hey, congratulations, we're not breaking the law here. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, we dive deep into the world of meat so you can make informed decisions about the meat you buy and consume. Today, I'm speaking with a special guest, Charlie Isco, who is a meat expert and is the founder of Sunday Farms. We discuss how to decode the complex jargon used in the meat industry and help us understand what to look for when buying meat. Charlie guides us through the maze of confusing meat terms and phrases, separating the meaningful from the meaningless. He shares knowledge about different cuts of meat, how to choose the best quality meat, and the importance of understanding differences between pasture-raised, and factory-farmed meat. As someone who has coached thousands of women to live a healthy, fit life, I believe in a well-balanced diet with quality animal protein sources. And so I know that buying meat can be overwhelming, especially when you're bombarded with a range of labels and certifications. So Charlie's going to help us navigate through this complexity and provide us with insights on what to prioritize He will also shed light on the ethical and environmental implications of meat production and consumption. So whether you're a seasoned meat lover or someone who wants to live a peak performance life for optimal health, this episode is for you. So tune in and learn from our expert guest and become a more informed and conscious consumer. Let's dive into the world of Meat Mastery Part 1. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Charlie. I am so excited to chat with you today because as a holistic nutritionist who believes in eating animal protein for optimal health and aging well, I believe that quality food matters and especially our meats and sourcing our meats from the right place, you know, from ethical farms, 
So I'm really excited to chat with you today because I've been ordering meat from you guys for a really long time, Sunday Farms, and it is the best quality meat. And I'm so excited to dive deep into, you know, what to look for in our meat products, how to source them properly, and all that meat jargon that we might kind of overlook and not know too much about. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, it's been awesome that you've been such a great loyal customer for such a long time now. And uh, we're just, uh, we're super excited to be, to be on here with you. Yeah. And it's so convenient. Like it literally shows up at my door every month and that, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> just make, make it easy for people. That's the idea. So let's dive into this because I want to educate our listeners today because there's just so much information out there. Um, and as a mom and as a, a coach to many moms and, and, um, many coaches as well, you know, time is, it, it's crazy. Like our, we run, we can run to the grocery store and just literally fill up our cart. We get everything done fast and might not even think about where our food is coming from. Right. So what should we be looking for when we buy our meats? Yeah, it, it's a great question. Um, I'd say, the place to begin with is just think about the last time you were at uh, the butcher shop or uh, the butcher counter at your grocery store mm -hmm. and think about how many different terms you were looking at, you know, like grass fed, naturally raised, organic, like th there's just, there's so many, right. And it's just, it's bewildering, right? Like we, we were in that same boat many years ago and you know, how many of them did you actually know the meaning of, or how many of them did you actually you know, think you knew the meaning of. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, I think that's kind of like the place to start. And the way that I think about a lot of those terms, and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to catch all of them here, but the way I like to think about them is, you know, maybe this is my numerical finance background, but I like to think of everything on like sort of like a sliding scale of zero to five in terms of importance. Mm. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, on the one hand, you have, you know, zero, which is like completely, completely meaningless, or at worst, it's completely misleading. It's just used to sound really good. And then five being, this is actually really important. And this is what you want to look for. So that's kind of how I frame it. Um, and just as like a great starting example to that, a classic zero and something that I laugh at every single time I see it is something like naturally raised or mm -hmm. uh, all natural. Like, First of all, it's it's a completely unregulated and just meaningless term. And you know, most of the time it's used for just greenwashing a product or just making it seem like you're getting something that's of higher quality value. So that's something that like I always just kind of laugh at. And I would, you know, just kind of encourage you to just dismiss that when you see that at the counter. So naturally raised. It's it's almost like a, a marketing. A hundred percent of marketing thing. So unless it's substantiated by specific practices, which we can talk about, it's pretty much always meaningless. So that's like a classic zero out of five in my books. Okay. You know, another, know. yeah, another zero out of five, you know, starting a sort of the low end, we can work our way up. Mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. zero out of five is uh, when you see something like cage free or free run, mm -hmm. um, which is, it's especially the case when you're talking about poultry, so chicken. Um, it really doesn't mean much um, because this standard simply just means that the animal can just move around inside of a barn. It says nothing about you know the crowded nature of it, 
the conditions inside the barn. It just means that they can move around inside of a barn. Maybe they can't even move around that much, but they're just not in a cage inside of a barn. Mm. And to make to make that label even more comical, here in Canada, by law, chicken cannot be housed in cages. So basically, when you see a package of chicken that says like cage-free chicken or free-run chicken, there should be a little star next to it that says like all chicken in Canada. <laughs> so, so it's basically just like, hey, congratulations, we're not breaking the law here. Wow. Uh, so that, okay. So that, yeah. So that's another one, and I've seen it. Um, uh, that's another one that I kind of put in that sort of zero out of five camp. And you see that a lot with chicken and even eggs. And then you like, cause I know myself, you're in a rush and you're like, oh, cage free. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. grab this, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it seems like it's a little bit better than the rest, just the way it's positioned. Right. Exactly. But it doesn't really mean anything. Yes. Eggs are a little different, but when it comes to actual poultry meat, that's okay. the law. That's the law in Canada. But yeah, it's, but yeah, that, that's, that's something that you see a lot. What about grass fed? So grass fed, I put that all the way on the other side. That's, okay. that's a five out of five, but okay. there's some nuances to that. Um, what we look for is 100% grass fed and specifically for beef. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, just to get into a bit of a nerdy biology lesson here, cows are really cool. And they have, an, they have this really complex digestive system that is very different from our own. Cow's digestive system contains uh, something called a rumen. That's why they're called ruminant animals. And that rumen makes cows highly specialized to digest grass and take in those valuable nutrients from grass, which is something that we humans can't do, and process it. And so that gets passed, those valuable nutrients get passed along to you in their meat. On the flip side of that, grain-fed beef is, um, it, it's exposed to all kinds of health problems because that same complex digestive system of a cow is not designed to digest and process grains. It actually creates bloating and discomfort. And oftentimes it actually leads to the use of antibiotics for factory farmed beef. So that's why there's an important distinction between grain-fed and grass-fed beef. And to make matters even more complicated, you really should be looking out for 100% grass-fed beef, or it's also sometimes called grass-fed and grass-finished. Uh, the okay. two are kind of used interchangeably. Um, and the reason for that is um, grass-fed is actually an unregulated term. And a lot of big food companies have caught onto this grass-fed beef trend and they're throwing a lot of grass-fed beef labels on, on beef products. In reality, most, most cattle eat some grass at some point in their lives before they're fattened up unnaturally on a you know, factory farm grain-based diet. And so there's a lot of big companies that say like, oh, well, it ate grass at some point, so it's grass-fed beef. The unfortunate mm -hmm. reality is that only about 2% of beef in Canada, and it's a similar number in the US, only about 2% is actually 100% grass-fed. It's wow. really, really hard to reliably find. Um, and so, you know, if you've had grass-fed beef before, you've purchased grass-fed beef before, there's a very, very good chance that it actually wasn't 100% grass-fed. Wow. I did not know that. So grass-finished means that it would be 
grass fed and grass finished because there's oh both i know okay. yeah, yeah 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 so that that's why we like to just keep it simple and we say 100% grass fed just it's a cleaner tighter so if it says 100% grass fed on your label then you know that it's 100% grass fed it has to say that 100 before it yeah i mean okay. it's all it's also an unregulated term um okay. but so you kind of it's one of those things where you still have to trust your source at the same time um, but that is exactly what we sell, uh, which is 100% grass fed. And so it's funny, like we actually have a lot of people reach out to us saying, hey, and it says all over our site, 100% grass fed beef. We have people reaching out to us saying, hey, is your stuff grass fed and grass finished? They're the same thing. Oh, okay. I did not know that. See? Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard, I've, I think I've heard that grass finished means that it's 100% grass fed. But, that is usually the case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what is the difference between pasture raised versus factory farmed? Yeah. Um, so if I think about factory farm being on one end of the spectrum, hmm. pasture raised is basically the complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> and, and I also don't want to confuse the term pasture raised with free range, which is something that mm -hmm. you probably see a lot as well. So maybe I'll just touch on free range just quickly there. Free range basically just means that the animal has some access to the outdoors. It's unregulated. And so it just means, it, it often means that, you know, these animals are still crowded into a packed barn and there's a little door at one end of the barn and the chickens maybe not, don't even know that it exists and they never actually go outside. But that mm -hmm. is technically, that is technically allowed to be called free range chicken. So um, pasture raised is, is, you know, that, and then, you know, it, it, it sort of goes beyond that. It, it very much goes beyond that. Um, and so when it's done right, pasture raised is, is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's animals raised out on wild grass fields where they get to live out their natural tendencies, eat their natural diet. So, you know, that's grass, that's bugs, that's seeds, that's all, you know, nutrients from nature out there. And they avoid unnecessary stress uh, and disease from being in confinement. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more time consuming to do things this way. You're, you're also working, uh, you know, sort of against weather patterns and the land's natural cycles. It's, it's more labor intensive for sure. Um, but that's what pasture raised is. Factory farmed is, you know, what 90 plus percent of meat is out there. And that's animals that are raised in, you know, indoors or they're in feedlots if you're cattle and they're fed industrial grains and they're fattened up quickly and as soon as possible so they can get to market weight and go in for slaughter. You know, that's like, and usually they're pumped full of antibiotics and hormones and things like that. So that's like, those are the, that's why I say they're kind of the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And would you, are labels saying that on the labels? Like, are they saying it's pastured raised? It's so rare to see pasture raised okay. um, when you go to a grocery store. Because I think, as I was mentioning before, like only 2% of meat in Canada adheres to our standards. And so it's, you're just, you're very, you're going to be hard pressed to find this kind of stuff at your store. So you, what you may have seen, which is more common actually, is you may have seen pasture raised eggs at mm. some health food stores. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit more of a common thing to see, but seeing pasture raised grass fed beef in a grocery store, it's pretty uncommon. 
I think I know your answer to this, but are there some meats that are okay to buy that are not organic or pasture raised? Like uh, if somebody is, if somebody's like budget cautious, you know, when we talk about like organic fruits, like the best organic fruits and well, the fruits and vegetables that you should be buying organic. And then the fruits and vegetables that you can kind of get away with not, is there that within the meat world in your opinion? Um, I think it all just depends on your level of comfort to, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, you know, I, I know that for, for our own household, you know, it's something that we, that we prioritize a lot. And, um, and so I think different households will just have different priorities. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, it's just going to come down to personal preference really. Um, now just, you, you raised an interesting point about you know, organic versus non-organic meat. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's actually another interesting label to, to think about, especially as you're thinking about like, okay, does this make sense for me? Does this not make sense for me? The organic standards when it comes to produce um, make a lot more sense than they do for animal protein. And so we get this question a lot, is, is your meat organic? And I, I kind of like to think of it as it goes beyond organic standards because the organic standards leave a little bit to be desired when it comes to, to meat. Organic basically just means that, you know, the animals were not given antibiotics. They weren't given hormones. They were given some access to the outdoors and their feed was organic. It doesn't talk about, you know, like were they pasture raised, were they grass fed? It doesn't give a lot of consideration to the lifestyle of the animal. And it doesn't give any consideration to if the animals eating its natural diet. So just to give an example there, a cow that's raised mostly indoors and fed organic corn, which it's not supposed to eat, could be organic beef. Okay. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, that does. That does. What about, um, okay, let's say like cows that are eating complete, like they're, they're completely grass fed what type of grass are they eating? Like, does that depend or is the grass sprayed? Like if it's grass fed, is it completely organic? And is there any way of knowing that? Yeah, great question. Um, so all of the farms that we source from never spray their fields. Um, so that's, that's, a really, that's a really good point because there's some farms that we've spoken with in the past that, you know, they get 90% of the way there, but then, you know, their cows are eating hay during the winter because we have, you know, big winters here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And you basically, in order for the cow to be 100% grass fed through the winter, they're eating dried grass mm -hmm. through the winter. And sometimes what we've seen is farmers will bring in grass from it, like hay or grass from another farmer, and that farmer sprays their fields. And so that cow is now ingesting, you know, pesticide ridden ridden grasses um so we uh we we take a lot of consideration into that all of our farmers they actually produce their own hay on their own chemical free fields um and so that's something that's really important to us because we we don't want pesticides in our meat so you like literally have to investigate everything <laughs> okay guys i have to share something super exciting the easter bunny is just around the corner and that means the limited edition diesel chocolate cream egg protein powder is now available for a very short period of time. So you've got to jump on this. It is so good. I literally just mix a scoop, sometimes a scoop and a half 
with water and it tastes good just like that. It tastes exactly like a chocolate cream egg. So you've got to get your hands on it. It's made with New Zealand whey. It's about 26 grams of protein per scoop and it's delicious. If you want your own tub, click the link in the show notes below and use my code JVB to save 20% off. Let's get into your story. How did this, Yeah, your, I mean, your finance background to this, like how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a great question. And as you can tell, we, we clearly went down the rabbit hole pretty deep here. And, you know, your point of like, how do you actually do this? And how do you, you know, how do you trust the farmers and all this stuff? Like, how do you find these people? That's part of the problem. And that's part of the problem that we wanted to solve. It's, um, it's really, really hard to find the guys that are doing that, that are raising animals this way. And we wanted to make it a lot easier. And that's why we kind of left our old lives behind to start this is because we cared a lot about this. We knew that there were other people that cared a lot about this and we wanted to make it easier for people. Um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, like how did I go from being a New York hedge fund guy to running an ethically raised Canadian meat business? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. I, I get it a lot. Um, the... The short version of the story is that my wife and I, we'd been working in New York for over a decade. And uh, towards the end of 2019, we decided to take a little breather and we went traveling for a little while. About four or five months in, this little thing called COVID happened and yeah. quickly cut those travel short. And, um, and so we were sort of forced back to New York and we loaded all of our stuff into a U-Haul and we drove straight to my in-laws farm near Creemore, Ontario, which is a couple hours away from Toronto. And it's there that we dove even deeper into our passion for understanding where our food was coming from. And we realized after moving back home here that there really weren't a lot of great and easy options to mm -hmm. accessing the kind of meat that we wanted. And that's when we figured out, it's like, oh wait, it's because only 2% of meat in the country actually adheres to all these standards. And so that's what, like, that's when it really all started to click for us. And we said, okay, well, this is, this is what we're going to do. Like, we care about this a lot. We know there are other people that care about this a lot. Let's make this easier for people. And Sunday Farms was literally born that way. Like it started from you and your wife just having this passion. And of course, I guess her family, like her, does her family own a business on, on the farm? It's like, no, it, no, no, they, they, they grow their own, um, they grow their own produce there. It's not an actual meat farm. Okay. It was just, okay. it, maybe there was something about just being out there and being yeah. in nature and being <laughs> around agriculture that just sort of sparked this additional interest. But, you know, we, we'd been eating, uh, pretty well for, for a number of years at that point. I actually had a health scare a few years earlier, which sort of mm. moved me into this direction of uh, trying to eat a lot cleaner and thinking about my nutrition a lot more. Um, and so it was once we moved back home that we were just like, well, where do we get the meat that we want that sort of fits in with that lifestyle? And that's kind of how it all happened. It's funny how like these health scares can totally change like everything for you. Like I when I um, had a few miscarriages in between my first and second, I was like, even though they're very common, I'm just that type of person that wanted to know why there's got to be something going on like hormone. And that's when I really cleaned up my diet. I've, you know, always was a nutritionist, but you know, we can always, you know, fall back into some old habits or not even realize it, like the water you're drinking or the food you're, you're eating. And I, I, I got really um, like, 
very specific of like the meats that I was buying and, and the, the fresh fruits and the vegetables and making sure that they were organic. And I, and I feel like that had a huge part in, you know, rebalancing my hormones. Um, but what is your vision for Sunday farms moving forward? Cause I know that you guys are delivering in the GTA area for the most part, but now you are expanding and let's talk a little bit about the service that you offer and sure. the farms that you work with. And then just also the meats that you have available. Yeah. Um, so, our, I mean, our plan is that we, we don't just want to be your meat provider. We also now have a seafood partner that uh, provides us with amazing oh, wild, wild caught mm -hmm. seafood. Um, and uh, we're now getting into some more prepared food items because again, going back to our original mission is we, we really wanna make eating this kind of quality easier for people. And we know for ourselves, you know, we have a young daughter at home, we don't wanna cook every night. And so how do we make things easy for people? And so having some prepared, you know, fridge stockers uh, mm -hmm. that have our kind of quality meat inside of it um, is sort of, that, that's been uh, some recent developments of the company. But yeah, we wanna, we want to expand uh, to the rest of Ontario, which will be happening pretty soon, uh, and eventually to the whole country. I think we want to just make this kind of quality and eating this way just easier for people uh, as much as we can. That's amazing. It's amazing. So, um, the, and you deal with different farms, right? It's not just the one farm. So you're sourcing the meats from all different farms all around Ontario. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And we actually... Um, we kind of cherry pick in some uh, in some ways uh, who we think does certain meat types better than others. So, you know, even though a certain farm will offer beef, chicken, pork, and lamb, we may only we may only buy their chicken from them, or we mm -hmm. may only buy their beef from them because we think that that's what they do really really well. Um, and so we, as much as we want to support all these farmers as much as we can, we still want to make sure that we're giving a great product to to our customers at the same time. So that's part of what you're getting from us is we're going out there, we're doing all the heavy lifting, we're finding the, we're finding the farmers that are raising animals to this standard, we're tasting it ourselves, making sure it's good. And that's the that's what we end up delivering to you. And we're able to curate our own box. Yes, yes. So whatever like you want in your box, you curate it beforehand and it's like a monthly delivery service. Yeah, so you can select every four weeks, you can select every eight weeks. Uh, we also offer the ability to not subscribe. Um, that's a that's a new thing for us too. Um, no so yeah, if you, if you want to just sort of order as you need it, you can do that. Um, but yeah, beef, chicken, pork, lamb, prepared stuff, broths, wild caught seafood, uh, some pantry items coming soon, uh, hopefully like some that. dairy and eggs in the future. But yeah, it's all... Again, we're just trying to make this kind of standard easier for people to access. And I'm going to start ordering the, the fish. I didn't know. That. Oh, it's good. So, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. And it, it, it is such a time saver. Um, I mean, I always, I, I order my groceries online now, but I, I, I don't really have to order my meat now because I'm, I'm know that I'm getting your meat order. I know that I'm going to have a stock in the freezer and I can pull it out like you you also do whole chickens. My family loves the whole chickens. I just like pop it in the oven for a couple hours. I put some like sweet potatoes and root vegetables and they absolutely eat it up. It's so delicious. And there is a, there is totally a flavor distinction. Like it's yeah. so much more tastier. 
um, I find anyway, it's like, then, then the bot meat at like Costco, yeah. <laughs> like there's, a, yeah. there's a distinct flavor difference. Like you are, it's, it's so much more flavorful. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we've, um, we've heard from people before is like, you know, you, especially the beef, I mean, the chicken too, I, everything to be honest, but like one of the things that people say about the beef is it's just like, it tastes like so much more complex. Like there's just mm -hmm. like a deeper, richer flavor to the beef. And it's like, it's almost like I'm having, I, you know, so like some people have said wild game. I don't personally taste that because like I've had lots of wild game before and I don't think it's anywhere close to that. But there's a lot of people that are just like, it's just a more complex, interesting flavor. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, it yeah. makes a ton of sense because when you're buying grain fed factory farmed beef, they're all being fed the same sort of industrial slurry of corn and grains, right? And so it's that's like watered down on. almost, like watered yeah, down kinda. salty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, it's uh, it's just a much more uniform taste. Whereas when you're getting grass-fed beef, like they're out on pasture and they're eating whatever different kinds of grasses are available. Like there's multiple different kinds of grasses that they're eating. And depending on when in the season it is, like, is it spring or is it summer or is it fall? Like that will have, the seasons will actually have an impact on how the beef comes out. And mm -hmm. so you're just getting this sort of less uniform taste than you would be from conventional beef. Like what, one sort of analogy that we've heard before is like, you're going from Wonder Bread to having like a French baguette. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally. think it's just, I think it's a really nice way to think about it. You know, it's like how wine kind of takes on like the properties of its grapes and the terroir and all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. beef is the same way. Like the Meat quality. Is the same way. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Let's, let's just um, do a mini recap here. If somebody yeah. is going to their butcher counter or grocery store or whatever, like wherever they buy their meat, what is like the five out of five that they're looking for? And what is what you call the zero out of five to stay away from? <laughs> yeah. So I would say the two big things that we look for are um, pasture raised. Okay. And that's, that's across all meat types. That's not just specific to beef. And then when it comes to beef and lamb in particular, you want 100% grass-fed because those are animals that are naturally designed to be eating just grass. Um, I think those are kind of like the five out of fives. You obviously don't want antibiotics. You don't want hormones. You don't want GMOs. You don't want pesticides and herbicides. So ideally organic as well um, or organically raised. So those are the kind of things that you want that are on that sort of five out of five. And from a zero to five standpoint, the things that you just kind of like roll your eyes at are naturally raised or all natural. Uh, you've got cage free and free run are kind of the eye roll ones too. Okay. Um, the other one that we haven't talked about actually is the, is the beef grading system. So like, you know, when you see like double A, triple A prime, yes. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that one trips people up a lot too. Um, all that measures and it's a similar standard in the U S too. All that measures is the intramuscular fat of okay. the beef, meaning just like the marbling, I'm sure is a term you've heard before. Yeah. yeah. So like all that flavor. measures, yeah, it just measures like how much fat is in between the muscles. So like when you see like a beautiful, like Kobe piece of like steak and it's like basically all white because it's mm -hmm. just fat. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like a, you know, that's like a super prime type of cut in reality what that like from my from my standpoint all that really does 
is incentivize farmers to just fatten up their calves. It doesn't speak to any of the nutritional content. It doesn't speak to how the animals were raised. All it does is just say, hey, this thing's really, really fattened up. Mm-hmm. So whatever so, they can to do to in- increase the fat on the cows. In whatever I, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it creates some, some bad incentives. Uh, so I, I don't put much weight when I, on AAA and prime and things like that when I see it. Okay. Unless that's the only thing that I'm caring about, which is just like, hey, I just want a super marbled steak. But that's not, that's not exactly how we eat. Actually, when you were talking about like hormone-free, is that a regulated word? Like can, if somebody, if a package says hormone-free, can we believe that? Uh, yes. Um, okay. And the, there's an interesting thing with respect to hormone-free um, because except for beef, all animals in Canada are hormone-free. So remember when we were saying before, like free-run chicken, like that's, that's like all chicken in Canada. Yeah. So beef is the only meat type in Canada that's still allowed to be treated with hormones. Don't ask me why. It doesn't make any sense because dairy is not allowed, but beef is. Um, even though hormones have been banned in the EU since the 80s um, in beef. Uh, so beef is really the only one that you want to make sure you're seeing hormone-free. Because if you see a package of pork, for example, that says hormone-free on it, and I've seen this before, you'll see that little star that says, like all pork in Canada. <laughs> okay, okay. Like So like, yeah, all pork in Canada is hormone-free. So but the beef you have to look out for, you want it to stay hormone free. Okay. Yes. Yes, exactly. And if it's organic, it naturally, it it will just be hormone free because organic means no hormones, no GMOs, uh, no antibiotics. Like those are, and and no pesticides. That's so if you're seeing organic beef, you'll know that it's hormone free. Okay. Well, how would somebody start their order process with you? Uh, And I can link everything in the show notes. That, I mean, that would be awesome. We, uh, I mean, hopefully it's really, really easy, but just, if you just go to sundayfarms.com, you can just build a cart. We've, our our new website is, uh, it's almost set up like an online butcher shop in a lot of ways. So you can shop by meat type. You can shop exactly just for the cuts that you want. Uh, Subscribe, don't subscribe. It's all up to you. Um, So just build a cart and have fun. And you have, for anybody that is in Ontario, especially the GTA area, right? You're just, you're, you're doing the GTA area right now and then you're expanding soon, hopefully. Yes. But we have, um, you have a a discount for us, which we are so grateful for. It's strong 25 at checkout. I think it's just strong. Strong. Okay. I'll include it in the show notes. Uh, Strong at checkout to save uh, 25% off your first order or two, right? first, First, first two orders. First two orders. Thank you so First much. I absolutely love your mission. Um, I love your meats. I think they, they're such great quality. My family's enjoying them thoroughly. I can't wait to order the, the fish. And um, I can't wait to do more work with you guys. Cause I think you guys are just doing such an amazing thing. And it's like, when I went through those, that health scare, if I knew about you guys, it would have saved me so much time. Uh, you know, because you have to do the research on your own. You have to take your health into yeah. your own hands and, and you've, you've done that for us and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I can't wait to continue to follow along the Sunday farm journey and I look forward to having you back. Thank you very much. I mean, there's, there's still a lot more to talk about and there's a lot, 
you know, we, we've obviously spent this entire conversation just talking about like the health and nutrition side of things. Mm. There's also, I mean, maybe less relevant, but there's also a whole ecology, you know, side of this as well, like the environmental benefits, uh, you know, which affects all of our health yeah. <laughs> eventually. Um, but there's a huge environmental component to uh, having animals raised this way too. Um, you know, so we could talk about that at some point, but um, it's, uh, as you can tell, we're, we're really passionate about this stuff. We, uh, we think it's super important. The health benefits, I think, are very clear. Like there's lots of literature on, on why animals raised this way are healthier for you just from a vitamin, mineral, fat content standpoint. We've actually had our own stuff, our own meat lab tested by an independent Did third you? party. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 No, like we, 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 we care about this stuff and like yeah. the results, the results do speak for themselves. Um, so yeah, like we could, we could dive into those, uh, to those results. Let's do part time. two. Let's do part yeah. two, how it relates to our health and the difference between the vitamins and the minerals compared to like the standard meat that most of us are typically buying every day. Right. For sure. Um, but I would love to have you back because I think there's so much more we can we can talk about um so you have a lovely day and we will have you back on soon thank you so much this is fun and that's a wrap on another episode guys thank you so much for spending this time with me i just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you and i hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today if there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.